This is the Daft Cast, the official Daft Punk fan cast. We're here during we're here during quarantine and we're listening Quar- to Quarantella is what we're calling it. Coachella is, is canceled, but we're reliving Coachella's one of Coachella's finest moments, which was Daft Punk 2007, the Pyramid Screen. Sort of at like a low point right now. It's not at one of the most more recognizable parts of a Daft Punk song, unfortunately. Alive 2007. This is burning slash too long. I was just telling Zach that. So this is if you're not a Daft head, this is not your podcast. So. Or if you're not a Daft punk, maybe. If you're not a. If you're not a Daft punker. Daft, but you're a punk. This might not be for you, or this might just or, might be for you. We we have been having we've been listening to this album, and uh, I was I I was talking about how well Amanda mentioned how I know every little part of this album, which is true. This album came out in 2007. Well, it came out in 2008. It leaked in 2007. I've been listening to it since then. So I've been listening to this album for 13 years. Similar to other albums, it doesn't surprise me that you've memorized it because I have memorized quite a few albums myself. I think it's pretty normal. Maybe not. Maybe what differentiates it is the fact that it's a live album. And we were saying how live albums often have these nooks and crannies and um, Easter eggs, uh, if you will, on this joyous day of risen christ it's true we're recording it on easter right now but for example i what sparked this was i was watching the coachella documentary on youtube and i also saw there was a clip from radiohead from like 2003 or something like hail to the thief and i i know live versions of that one of their live albums from that era so i do Similar yeah. to Daft Punk with you, I guess. I never... I, I liked Daft Punk at the time. I was a fan. And so when this came out, this this album, which is like a medley of their first three albums, meshed together, all mixed together, mel- melding together. And then with this like miraculous pyramidic light display, they're inside a pyramid and then they had like a light screen. Nobody had seen anything like this before. It took the world off guard and then I, I feel like Daft Punk got like a whole nother level more famous after this. I think that they got a younger crowd just because Coachella was a very, was like this young, like new age Woodstock. So I had a younger audience that kind of were 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 delivered this daft band yeah (laughs) so yeah this is a great album and you were saying random access memories amanda's she listens to a lot of daft punk on shuffle and a random access memory song will come on like get lucky or lose yourself to dance and i'm like i don't know something i not that i hate random access memories but i was saying that i think random access memories is a different 
they're on a different vibe. It's almost like it's another chapter of Daft Punk. And I don't even know if there's going to be... Yeah, I don't know. Because I think that this 2007 performance, this marked the end of the first chapter. And then Random Access Memories is a new chapter. I th- I think that's a fair assessment because it almost seemed that his, the next album, which was all collabs, featured artists who would have maybe been seen at Coachella around that same time. You know? Panda Bear. I don't know if he was there. I mean, I don't know. That's probably the worst example you could have given. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If he I wasn't mean, popular. Maybe yet. like Animal Collective. Maybe. But like Pharrell, The Strokes. Um, what are some of the other collabs on that album? They had some like ancient tech. They had um, that one dude. Right. The, I don't know. Um, it was just a group of. And they had a, well. The whole thing was like the 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 concept that I heard behind Random Access Memories was that in these past albums, the first three albums, they would sample maybe not every album, but a lot. They would sample like old seventies and eighties and like funk shit, and then they would warp it and turn it into a whole song. And so the point was that they were going to record music that sounds like the music that they were sampling for the first three albums. Might have just been Discovery. So that's what, but that's what the concept was, I guess. Was everybody's sampling now, and maybe they were like the kings of sampling for a while, but they're like, we want to do real shit. It's almost like they wanted to flip the script. So you're saying Random Access Memory was just all shit that they just created? Exactly. It wasn't sampling anything. I feel like it probably was sampling no. shit. It wasn't? That's a no, that was the whole thing, is they wanted it all to be like acoustic, like very like guys in a recording studio. Oh, it was really? almost like a concept album. Like, you know what I mean? Like, since their first three albums, they were sampling. I've never watched one of those YouTube videos that, says, that shows, like, hey, what, where's the, the Daft Punk samples? But I feel like maybe we should watch one. Mm, but I, I feel like they, I, from what I've, I've gleaned, unless I'm totally wrong, they're like funk samples especially on discovery but i can't say that but you feel like you like random access memories memories just as much as the other albums um maybe even better uh i it's it's more in some ways it's more digestible because it's more familiar so and yeah, the collabs, the collaborations are interesting to me because I think they're all like good collabs and good features. So I do like a lot of the songs. Yeah, I I mean, I like the original stuff, but I definitely know the Random Access better than the non-hits of the earlier albums. True. So... So I don't claim to be a like enormous Daft Punk fan. I definitely would consider myself a fan, but like I'm not like a fucking mega fan. I don't. I feel like if I, I haven't seen them live, I can't really say I'm a mega I fan. Could right? Be. I think I definitely could be. I have the, I have the genetic makeup to be. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I, I before this Alive 2007 hit. I was in a big Daft groove. I was loving the first three albums. And so I don't think I could have caught the wave of, like, Daft Punk any better. 
Like, as soon as I liked those first three albums, this came out and mixed all the coolest songs. And, yeah, so I'd say I'm a big daft head. Never seen him live, though. When you were grooving and moving to these jams at that time, were were you singing, like, were you vocalizing, like, the robot voices? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. If they, if, they, if they used them in a song, you know, you sing along. It is funny to sing those songs and try to make, like, those, like, electronic noises and different like <laughs> yeah you want to try this one here <laughs> Can I... I think we're let me hear your harder better faster of this yeah of like the arpeggiated yeah <laughs> I've done this one a lot. Sang along that part. I mean, to try. I could do it. Yeah, I can. No, I can, but. You wouldn't sit around and do that? I maybe would, but this is just a tough one to do. I mean, this is just be, this is just arpeggio. Like, I don't. I, that's not. You don't get arpeggios stuck in your head ever. I do, but that's just an extreme example and very specific example. I'm just talking about the regular studio album, just different robotic like changes and like. I mean, sure, like, yeah, you got the arpeggiated part down. But, like, take another song, for example. Take, like... We were talking about aerodynamic before this. I don't, I, I don't know that... No, the weird, you, were, you sang it. The I one that goes... I don't know. Last how, night, yeah. I had that dream about you in this dream. That one's kind of a normal, like, vocal range. It's kind of a... I was saying that... I think it might be the best Daft Punk song because the man has been listening to everything on shuffle and so I'm listening to all of it and when that song comes on I'm like they were doing some weird stuff with that track you want to review it live now what year is that that's from Discovery I think it's 2001 let's see here But yeah, generally 2007 Alive changed everything. Hold on. Where's... Okay, Discovery changed everything. Here, okay. Oh yeah. This is the end of One More Time. <laughs> Aerodynamic. <laughs> that wasn't not. Nah, that's the thing is they don't say aerodynamic in, in the track. Oh god. So apparently this is a sample. What is know. that sample? I think, like I swear, there's probably a YouTube video. Like here's the sample that's in that song. And what I like about this track. Oh wait. Oh fuck, dude. Maybe this isn't the the song that I was thinking. Sample. Maybe I was thinking. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Maybe I was thinking. Digital Digital Love Love is the best track. Looking back on it. 
try to check try oh, that yeah, one. That's the one you were singing. That's what I was singing. I was, I flipped up. I'm a, I'm a super fan, and I don't even know it's my favorite song. this track you hear the tone over top of everything and then you hear i like how this, the, the song's coming in like really crushed you know you only hear like the mid mediums and don't adjust your your speakers folks this song is that thin at the beginning you know what i mean it's what do you say is it just crushed into mid-range it's crushed in the mid-range at the beginning it's a cool like, this is 2001, you know what I mean? It's a cool production technique. Because the, then when it kicks in me, later, it gets huge, you know? For me, I'm all about the mids. I think those are the mids. You can sing along to this, too. You can sing along to this, and it's the bot voice. This is George Duke's um, I Love You More. Oh, okay. And it's so thin for this whole beginning. Like, this is a minute and a half into the track. It hasn't really kicked in. This song is really smooth. That's one of the things I like about this song. It goes down yeah. smooth as hell. Yeah. Oh, it kicks pretty hard. The thing that I like about Daft Punk in general is, and it's just because they're older, I guess, an older sound, is the fact that they don't get harsh. They don't get too harsh. What do you mean by that? Like, like hyper pop harsh. Oh, uh, you mean like PC music or something? Yeah. Listen to this. You don't think this this part coming up? Wait. Next time it goes to this part, it's like a rip in guitar, like keyboard solo. Should we kick it up to that part? Um, uh, should we do it? I don't know. Anything else I want to say about that before we get to that? I don't think there's anything else we could say. I mean, Digital Love, third track on Discovery. Oh, yeah, it goes to this part. I think it's just got an interesting song structure, you know? Yeah. It's kind of all over the place. It had a verse a long time ago, and then it's just kind of grooving for a while. Really simple song. I wouldn't say so. You think it's simple? I don't know. I guess it's just... I guess it could be. If you... It just feels like one idea, which is good. Don't you play the game? <laughs> this part's pretty corny. Yes, very digestible though. Mid-range, though, in my opinion. Yeah. 
that's what I think. I feel like that punch really knows how to like. You trying to tear it down? Yeah. I feel like they really know how to like control the highs and, and mids really well. They definitely have a great understanding of the of the dynamics of the of the mix. Yeah, for sure. So, what do you think? I mean, uh, yeah, we were talking about Daft Punk. I mean, when are they gonna? When is the next album? When will we see them again? I haven't heard anything about it. I've been really trolled around the internet to find out the truth. Should we take a second to find out? Um, What's going on with Daft Punk? What are you Googling? Daft Punk. It's been a while since the last album. It's, I think that was like 2014 or 15, maybe even earlier than that, Random Access Memories. Let's check Daft Punk 2020. Daft Punk the, are the, back in the studio for 2020 return, bitch. Run. Let's hear. Let's hear the news. Read that um, article. February. It's from runthetrap.com. This is from. That's from 2019. From December. It's not really. There's something from Feb 2020. That was EDM something news. about they were releasing a, a suggested tracks. What? Um, that maybe parent Daft Punk leak. There's a leak. There's a leak. Let's hear the leak. Um, I'm like seeing a piece of document from Columbia. Um, blah, 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 blah. Um, the album title, as well as those of its individual songs, appear to have been scribbled out. DJ, okay. S- DJ Sneak and Junior Soundshot. Like, I don't know any... Any of these people? Okay, I don't know any of these peoples, but hey, I mean, the what is this album called? I think it's scratched out. I guess. What the fuck? So it's coming out. I, I mean, it's gonna this. Be like. I feel like it could be a good one, you know. I mean, I think that they usually try to make a good one. <laughs> I think they haven't really made a bad one. I'd say their worst one is the first album, honestly. Homework. Yeah, I definitely it's don't. Pretty want minimal. It. You gotta. There's some good tracks on there for sure. They had some really good ideas on there, but there's also some like just really minimal. This is saying from Reddit when Daft Punk released their next album on June first, twenty twenty. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. This is just you some think, random you access think, memory. You think COVID is going to affect da- Daft Punk's album? No, I think they probably already recorded it. I think they probably recorded it last year. Do you think those helmets filter viruses? No, but I'm sure that there's an easy installation process to do that. <laughs> it looks like they got enough fucking imports and fucking USB drives up there, I would think. So basically, if you came here to figure out if you want to check out Daft Punk, check out some of these songs that we've talked about here today. Is that it? That's the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. You, you're the one. You're the you're the w- you're, you're the producer on this episode. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there's any other Daft t- topics that we can talk about. There's not. I mean, I am not anywhere near an expert on the band. I'm, I, would I would call myself. I would say I'm educated, but did you watch their feature-length film that they made? 
Um, Electrama? No. So that what does that tell you? It's pretty weird and not that good, but I'd say it's worth looking up the highlights of. Would you say... I feel say, like I've probably showed you the scenes of it. Have you ever seen the scenes? I think I've seen... Yeah, I've seen clips of it. It's about them trying to become human. But they can't? But they, they try to. They go to a laboratory and they slather on a bunch of makeup on top of their helmets <laughs> to give them giant human heads. That's actually really funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> so they have these big, you know, human heads that let her have like these disgusting, exaggerated features. Ah, I remember seeing this now, I think. And then they're excited because they're humans for a little bit, you know, but then they get out in the sun and their faces start melting off and that's dramatic. So they have to be robots again. Damn. And I'll say spoiler alert right now because, like, there's not really a plot, so it's nothing to spoil. It's basically an art movie, but they go to the desert <clears throat> and one guy explodes. He puts, like, a timer on his body and then explodes and another person, like, lights himself on fire with, like, a through the sun like with a magnifying glass they just and, kill themselves because they can't become human and it's just their songs in the background kind of no i don't even think they use their songs i think they use other people's songs like i think it's like stuff like the eagles and something like that Weird. it's like it's really and they play out entire t- uh, songs. songs like mm, that actually they, sounds good though it is a little bit good in that way like the whole intro their whole first like 17 minutes is just them driving through the desert in a really cool car and listening to like three tracks Damn, <laughs> just three good songs. Yeah, and then they get to the town and they have like, they get the surgery or like the face transformations, but pretty experimental. Like they could have cut it down to definitely like 25 to 30 minutes, but it was like a regular like full length movie. Damn. So who do you think the next Daft Punk is? Probably Sophie. Because the thing I learned, I watched a Daft Punk documentary, and I guess the thing that that Daft did that other people didn't is like both of them, or at least one of them, was like a giant synthesizer nerd, and and he like every piece of equipment they bought, he would like read the whole manual and try to learn everything on the instrument. Like he would just try to learn it like in and out, and that's Mm -hmm. like the result of that is like the first album is what they say Hmm. is like him just getting like really really good at the equipment, just like. And that's why it's called homework. I think so. I don't know. Mm, I would think I would think that that is probably what inspired the groundbreaking freshman album homework. up home, homework from D dot punk. Yeah. Mm, I don't think I have anything else to say about him, but I would say that I always get Justice songs confused as Daft Punk songs. And <laughs> yeah, Justice definitely came after Daft Punk and did what they did. And they were French. Yeah. So, but I mean, I fucking love Justice good. too. Yeah. The Cross album was good. Uh, they, I don't know what happened to those guys. I have no idea. They just kind of, their, their follow-up albums were kind of like a little more like, I don't know. They went to the 80s or something. They just weren't that crazy. Like, they weren't as, they weren't as, like, they didn't hit as hard as the first album. And it was obvious, which sucks. (laughs) 
Do you remember the song that went, Civilization? That was on the follow-up mm, album. Not really. It just got, it just had a different vibe. Wait. Civilization rules the nation. <laughs> Is that the one? <laughs> All right. Should we put on um, the final, the best track from from Alive 2007? Get get um lucky <laughs> that, that wasn't invented yet get lucky hadn't been hat been created no i think one more time aerodynamic you know um, i don't know i can't remember what this one sounds like it's the one where they put the rip in guitar solo over top of one more time mm. I, i'll recognize it when i hear it should i just go to that part yeah i think so so you guys know it's it's one more time, you know. Yeah, everyone knows it. We're just going to the sick part. One more time. I don't know if there's anything else. This is the dawning of the digital age. This is when everyone started. Everyone got iPhones like the next year. We what, knew we were in the future. Was this song, like, in, like, a fucking Apple ad or something? Like, what made this song so familiar? I think it was just a huge song when it was, it was out, like, huge, in 2000. It was just a big hit. Yeah. And when we saw them on the stage with that pyramid screen, we knew it was basically the messiahs for the digital age. So I just think they just they're just like the symbol for like good tech, you know what I mean? Like technology is here and it's here to take us into like the 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 future that rules. And I hope the future does rule. Mm, yeah, that's it. Anything else you have to say about Daft Punk? No. Not I'm that. trying to think if there's anything else in my if we think of anything, we'll have a follow-up. All right, we'll be back. That's the Daft Cast. Oh.